Alright everyone, listen the fuck up. Yes, the Cavs are down 3-0, and no one has ever come back from that to win the NBA Finals. And yes, I know everyone has stayed this series is over. But if you thought for one second I'd come in today depressed, you don't know the first thing about me or the resiliency of Cleveland faithful. LeBron haters are loud and the Dubs fans have been right, but this series ain't over. I still have the faith in the world and the Cavs team. They could be down 50 in game four and I'm still picking them, because that's just who I am. I dropped dead before I changed my prediction. Cavs in seven. This is a Jake Podcast. Let's fucking go! This energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Jumma Jean Jeans, Moody James Dean going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 7 of The Jake. I'm your host, Jake Brainy. This is episode 7, the Austin Davis episode, or the Deshaun Kaiser episode. Last week was the Brian Hoyer episode, didn't point that out. Want to give a little shout out to my favorite Brown ever. But no Browns this week, this is all about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the only Cleveland team I'll be talking about is the one in the championship round who literally could not be further away from winning it. Last night they went down 3-0 in really the only game that they played competitively yet so far. And it was uh, it was pretty heartbreaking. But, you know, this is this is the Warriors. This is the probably the best team I've ever seen uh, in in nearly any sport. Like this is right up there with the Patriots that went undefeated, but you know, they lost in the finals, you know, the Super Bowl. So, you know, things can happen. I know this is, everyone is counting out the Cavs. And any betting man would have picked the Warriors in five. And honestly, that's looking pretty good because I still think the Cavs are going to come out on top in game four. But, you know, right now it's just, it's hard to pick them at all. But I'm, you know, my pick from the beginning of the season was Cavs in seven. And throughout the year, I'm like, yeah, I still think, you know, when you, you know, when you shrink the series down, when you have the Warriors and Cavs just play one game at a time rather than, oh, who's going to win over this, over this? It's just one game at a time. Um, the Warriors have really done their job. The Cavaliers have not. If the supporting cast plays like they have, they aren't going to win. But I think if you just win one game at a time, that's all you got to worry about. You don't have to worry about games four, five, six, and seven. You just have to worry about game four. So tomorrow, Friday, uh, June 9th, they're going to have to win their first and just take care of that. They played well at home. They play well when LeBron's on the court. It just when he comes off, nobody could do anything. And then they finally put together a good third quarter. They had the lead late. They should have won the game, but they didn't. You know, it happens. You, know, you blow games, but this is, this is what happens when you don't compete for two games that you're like, oh, well, in the toss-up game, you could lose that. If there were three toss-up games, you probably are 1-2 and two or 2-1. Two and one. But no, they weren't three toss-up games. There was one toss-up game, and there were two throwaway games. So it's frustrating. But I'm still keeping the faith. I have always been that type of fan. I'm not going to give up until it's all over. They could very easily be swept. It could be, you know best playoff run of all time. I'm, I'm aware of all the situations, but to be honest, I, uh, I'm not worried about that. I'm, I follow the Cavaliers. I'm not a LeBron front runner. I'm not an NBA fan. I'm not like a debater or a better. I, I'm just a Cleveland sports fan 
and I know what this team is capable of, and I think they're capable of winning Game 4. And if they do that and they go to Game 5 on the road in Golden State, you know what? Go take care of business. They can win that game, too. So I just look at it as they can win these games, so it's possible. But, yes, the odds are stacked against them. It's pretty ugly right now, but what are you going to do? You, know, you just play with the hand that you're dealt. But anyway, that was that was my little opening Cleveland rant. I didn't want anyone to be thinking that I'd shy away just because they're down 3-0, getting a lot of hate, a lot of hate on Twitter or Facebook or really just from anybody that knows me, freaking out, saying like, oh, you know, oh, where are you now? It's, oh, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm still here. I believe in them. My confidence level uh, before it was on like yikers. Now it's a little, you know, like uh oh, spaghettios. So you know, I I know where the chips lie. I just uh, I'm not giving up on them yet. So I'm not gonna freak out over that. But uh, we got a great episode this week. Get the cabs out of the way. Um, I will be in Cleveland later this weekend. Not for any of the games or anything like that. But. Uh, Going to Ohio for a 10-year memorial service uh, with uh, with my family. And then afterwards, going to a Cleveland Indians game on Saturday night. My first one in Cleveland in like five years. Really excited for that. I've seen the Indians play on the East Coast a couple times, but this will be my first time back at the Jake in a while. And, you know, they're a pretty good team. Right now, they're just hovering around 500, which isn't great, but... They're in a very winnable division, and really excited to go see them. I'm going to have a lot of fun, and who knows? The Cavaliers could be in the middle of the finals, or they could be past the finals. Uh, it's it, you know That's still to be determined, but uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Love a good baseball game. We're actually doing, this is going to be pretty cool, it's like a party suite, and uh, there's like 16, 17 of us that are going to be there. It's going to be a great time. There's fireworks after the game. Uh, it, you know, everybody loves a good baseball game, especially if you're there with your family. And I've never done like a party suite or anything like that, so this is gonna be really cool. Really excited for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, gives me a chance to you know touch up on the Ohio roots that everybody wonders, you know, why I'm a Cleveland sports fan. And it's because you know my family. This my dad is from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, he's the seventh of eight kids that are from there, and basically everybody has kids and pretty big families and and i you know like 17 cousins out there that i'm really excited to go see and i'll get to see them for a little bit this weekend and then in a couple weeks i'll see them at our 34th family reunion down in the outer banks when uh you know we go for the fourth of july week and fortunately most of of our family is able to take off that much time and come down it's you know growing up i didn't really appreciate that as much you know now that i'm you know, an adult and in the working world, I can really appreciate, you know, how much they put aside to be able to take off a week to go down and just hang out at the beach with their family. It's really, it's really amazing that that's what they spend their time doing. And, uh, it's how, you know, I have a really great family and, and I'm really excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be driving down with my sister a couple days after my parents will drive down. So, you know, we'll be, we'll be down there a day late, but I'm still really excited to go down there and, and uh, do the whole OBX weekend uh, or week after, uh, only a couple weeks after the Cleveland weekend. So this should be a really great time. But uh, really excited because this week, uh, not only are we talking Cleveland sports, got a special interview with a good friend of mine, Sarah Swen, and we're going to be talking uh, Burning Roses. Uh, going to do a little Bachelor in Paradise preview. 
you know, recap everything that's gone on in The Bachelorette this year and uh, kind of where our predictions lie with uh, Rachel. So uh, really excited about that. Uh, here we go. All right, so this week we, on Burning Roses, have a special guest. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, Sarah Swinerton. Sarah, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So we're what, like three episodes into the Bachelorette this year, and I've I've had a really good time. I think it's been a lot better than JoJo's season, which she kind of yeah, she kind of seemed like a little aloof to me, and uh, I think Rachel has like a better like head on her shoulders and really like knows more about like what to expect. And like, she isn't taking anyone's bullshit, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I really like Jojo. I think she's super hot, but with Rachel, like she makes me laugh. Like, I feel like she'd be like one of my best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, she seems like real. Yeah. Down to earth is a good way to put it. Um, I'm, I, and, and yeah, she's also like really pretty and smart and everything like, you know, that like everyone likes. So, and I, and I don't want to like shit on Jojo or anything. I I was a really big fan of her too, but I just think compared to that, I'm like really more invested in this season because Jojo season seemed like it was all about Chad and nothing else. This, and yeah, and this seems like there's a lot of other storylines. Yeah. Like all the guys are already having drama and not just Chad. It's like, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, I'm sure. But like, yeah. there's like, it's just so juicy. I can't even deal with the best. <laughs> it's juicy. Yeah. It's uh, juicy. Yeah. I mean, my favorite and it's, and uh, was by far the Waboom guy, which like, I just loved how much everyone hated him. I thought that was so great. Like I looked at him the moment they had his like little intro. I was like, this guy would be lucky to last two weeks and it's still going to be, like, the greatest ride ever when he's there. I know. It's such an ABC move, though. Yeah. They're like, all right, we got to put the crazy guy in. we got to get everyone to tweet about him so that everyone starts watching The Bachelor again. Yeah. Like, not for nothing, but that guy, like, I know he was, like, pretty much put on the show just to be, like, mm-hmm. cause drama and stir the pot. But, like, he is not remotely cute, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, they always have a couple guys like that, though. That's not always the case. Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. or I mean, it's, there's always a few. So, like, last year, there were, like, some people that, like, I didn't think, like, I looked at Evan on the show. I'm like, what the hell is this guy right. doing here? So, it, yeah. right, yeah. And yet, you know, like, he was called the anti-boner on uh, pa- Bachelor in Paradise, and yet he still got engaged. It was, I mean, I uh, he's, still yeah, they're still together. It's a conundrum. I, I don't get that. But I thought it was so funny, though, how people um really like were shocked when Wagoom got a rose like the last one um during the first rose ceremony I was like you guys it's the bachelor yeah of course they're gonna give him a rose you gotta know like play the game and that was the other thing that really yeah they that really pissed me off too was not him getting a rose was Blake like freaking out about him getting a rose I'm like dude like watch the show one time for me like please expect this like it cracks me up because, like, if you don't know how to play this game, you don't deserve how to win. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying is, um, what was that guy's name, Blake? Yeah. Who was, like, tattletailing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're tattletailing, that's all she's ever going to think about you. Oh, my God. You're never going to win. You're never going to win. 
So last week, I talked about the five worst characters in the Bachelor world. And it wasn't exact people. It was just what you see every season. And my, my, least, my least favorite person was not the niche guy. It wasn't the overactor. It wasn't the favorite the, or anything like that. It was always the tattletale. It's always the guy that says, I got to tell, or a girl who says, I got to tell you who's here for the wrong reasons. Because now the oh, Bachelor... Oh, it's unbelievable. It's like, you are really going to spend your very little time talking about someone else. That's all she's going to think about. She has to think about 18 other guys right now. And yet the only thing she sees when she sees Blake is, by the way, that guy's a loser and he's not really here for your love. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to someone else now. Yeah. Like, I'm really, really into the guys that just lay low. They mm-hmm. don't get involved. Yeah. You know, they kind of fly under the radar most of the season. Just, like, show their sensitive side, and then, like, towards the end, it's like, boom. It's, un- it's, it's unbelievable. It, only in the rarest seasons do you find the trouble starter or anything like that as, like, the favorite. And I go back to Courtney back when, like, Ben Flashnick was. I was... Yeah. I think a junior in college and that was, and but she was the overwhelming favorite. So she was kind of allowed to be cocky and like right. cause the drama because early right. on he was like, Oh, that is a really pretty girl. And, it, and he right. like fell for her, but rarely yeah. do you see like the, like, you know, even go back to Jordan Rogers. He never started anything. He just was like no. hanging around. Yeah. People were super jealous of him. Yeah. And like tried to call him out and like, he just he just chuckled it off he just like laughed and every time they brought up Aaron Rodgers and stuff he was like I don't know like whatever and like and I mean she was obviously so into him that like none none of it even would have mattered but like he showed the perfect demeanor on like how to act when you're on the show it was like at first I didn't want to like him because it was so obvious that he was the choice like right from day one but like he then acted like the way you're supposed to win the Bachelorette. So I like kudos to, to Jordan Rogers on that. And like yeah. right now you can see it from a couple of the guys. Um, if I had to pick like my four hometowns and I don't, and before you say anything, I don't know any of the, the results. So if you do Me don't, either. okay, really good. Don't. Yeah. I, cause I, I have to stay away from that. But like, I really like, um, Peter, who she took the one-on-one date on, and I think the early yeah. one-on-one is always a good sign. I think that person yeah. usually goes far. Did he get the first impression rose? Um, no, Brian no, did. Brian did, oh, but Brian he's did. Okay. he's the other guy I really like. Um, I like Peter okay. and Brian, um, and like not to be like politically correct, but I'm going to take two white guys and two black guys because I just see that I just see ABC doing that. I like that's yeah, how I see so. the season going. So those would be my two white guys is the first impression rose and the first first date. So and I I think it's kind of like a formula that ABC has kind of stuck to. I like those two. And then if I'm if I'm picking two of the black guys, I really want to pick Kenny King because I feel like every year we're meeting a kid and he's the one he's the dad here. I I think Kenny King's awesome. What's wrong with him? I don't know. I, he just strikes me as like a grunt. Like I know I understand he's like a wrestler, but I don't know. He seems like really aggressive to me. Yeah, I mean, I I totally because see what you're he's saying. Flashing like his daughter a little bit. Like, yeah, I know ABC does that. Mm-hmm. Like I just love my daughter. I just love her. I love her. And I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah, I I know. I I 
I don't actually think he's going to make it. I'm just like, I want to root for him because I like this guy. And, and, and I just always think a parent goes farther than they should. Every year it's like yeah, Amanda Stanton, Amanda Stanton was like yeah. in the final four. And it's like, she shouldn't have been there because you like dragged her along too long. So maybe he won't right. be there. I, he probably won't, but like, I'm just picking two black guys, two white guys just to be like the yeah. politically like choice. The other one I like is Josiah because he's flying under the radar and everyone's like, Oh wait, I forgot about him. Just like Lauren yeah. Bushnell was, uh, in Ben Higgins season. Like you kind of like know. forgot about her for like four weeks. So true. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna go with yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Those are, I mean, I don't actually think Kenny King's going to make it. I don't, um, but I just, I want to root for him. I'm sure he's like, yeah. I think just ABC snippets to the point where all he's talking about, I, think, I feel like it's his daughter. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm dropping him real quick and I'm making a split decision. I'm going Will because she seems to be really into Will and we don't really know yeah, much yeah. about him. So I'm going Will instead of Kenny King. But I'm going to be rooting for Kenny King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going for Will. Yeah. Okay. I really liked his story in the beginning. He really warmed my heart. Yeah, they they pushed that too, and I feel like the stories are either the ones that are like one and dones, like Lucas Waboom, or like mm-hmm. real people that are gonna be here for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm gonna curveball, and I'm gonna say Alex. Oh yeah, he had a great week. Ellen did oh like a, a, he killed it on the Ellen show. He's the Russian one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's him. I get that. I mean, I the guy is like ripped too, and he's yeah, pretty. Yeah. And he, he's obviously pretty funny. Like he was like cracking jokes and like making fun yeah. of himself. Like he kind of just seems like a guy's guy too. Like someone you would right. like want to even hang with, except that he's right. like totally jacked, and you're like, whoa, fuck, man. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> I know. And like talking about, um, you know, you know when they did the thing where they met, where Rachel met four guys before they even went on. The yeah. Show? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Eric. Totally gonna win her heart over. Like he's totally got this. Mm-hmm. And now I am really not a fan. He is starting way too much shit to like actually make it far. Like they, they, yeah. like he's just making enemies left and right. And as much as you hate the guy, that's like the tattletale. They always bring down the guy eventually. Like the tattletale yeah. goes down, yeah, right. but they usually bring the person down with them. So that's what Blake yeah. did. It's what you've seen in previous seasons, like Alex and Chad. You never see the tattletale or the troublemaker winning the show. So I'm I'm kind of right. with you. Like he. I just think that like Eric's freaking out on them. Yeah. When he'd only been on the show for weeks yeah like you really you gotta calm down yeah like he's screaming and like even before he got in like the shouting match he was yeah. still like he was like in his hoodie like hidden on the couch like literally like being like i want to go home he looked like a guy that you're like dude are you all right man like he yeah. wasn't saying anything but he was saying so much with his body language and i feel like this is gonna be mean but i think that's the way he speaks he kind of speaks like a serial killer would Oh, I totally see that. Like, he has this crazy look in his eye that's like, there's no one home when he's looking at you. And you're like, this is really scary because I feel like he's not thinking at all when you talk to him. And he's just, like, on a different planet. And I hate that. And his eyes are darting, like, left and right. Like, I just, I, terrified. Yeah. Terrified. I'm with you on that. So, so he's not your fourth. No, my fourth is probably going to be Brian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first impression rose means so much in these shows. Like, people don't realize that. Right. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the big key. Uh, the one that I remember not going is Olivia. But Olivia was still oh, a favorite yeah. for a really long time. And crazy she Olivia, just... Right? Yeah, crazy Olivia. And she just made so many enemies along the way that it was like, sorry girl, like you needed to yeah. cool it. And meanwhile, I've heard her on a bunch of other podcasts. I listened to uh, the Betches podcast and Coming Up uh-huh. Roses, which is the uh like the barstool one and both of them have had her on and she's like pled like pled her case to be like i'm not crazy that was just them editing it and stuff and it's like it's like i want to believe you because you actually sound genuine in these but at the same time like she just sounds really smart and educated and knows what to say by now and also that was like two years ago right right Mm -hmm. like she's had time to cool off yeah and she's had time to figure out what to do Right, and she was also only, like, 23 when she was on the show. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I had looked that up because I was, like, curious, so I think, you know, she was probably just being, like, a little bit crazy. I mean, ABC probably casted her because they knew she was crazy. Wait, we're talking about Olivia Caruso, right? Not Tiara? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, because I remember when Tiara was on, I think that was her name, when she was on Sean Lowe's season, and she was, like, freaking out, and she was, like, an early favorite, and then eventually just exploded, Um, and she was really young, too, which it's, like, you always question why they bring on such, like, an age difference, And, um, and, and, like, that's why one of the guys this year... Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot his name. Um, he was one of the first four on... He was like the the white guy. He's like pretty cute. Like uh, looks like... Uh, Male model? No, 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 no. No, but um, uh, it's not Leo. Um, not Lee. Lee? No, it's not Lee. Never mind. I'll just pass on it. Um, but, you know, there there's just a few guys there that are just so young that you're like, uh, I don't like... You know, is it going to really work? Like, she's 31. Why is she going to go pick a 26-year-old? Like, those don't really right. last. So, right. oh, Dean. Dean. Dean, like, oh, I like a baby. really like Dean. Dean is really funny. He was on the, like, like the, him. he was on that, like, Jimmy Kimmel, like, uh, or was it maybe Kimmel or was it After the Final Rose with Chris Harrison? It was, it's the After the Final Rose. Yeah. He was on that. I thought it was always going to go really far. Yeah, and he, he made such a good first impression. And you're like, okay, I like this guy. And then you find out, yeah. like, oh, he's, like, seven years younger than her. Like, she's he not going to pick that. Like yeah, and he, he does. He has, like, a baby face. But I really like him. I think he's going to last pretty far. Me too. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about uh, DeMario? Yeah. Got to talk about DeMario and Fred before we let you go. So let's go yeah. to DeMario. Um, yes. I was... I was pretty shocked when he they brought the girl out, but when he started reacting the way he did, I'm like, oh my god, this is the most guilty guy of oh, all no. time. It was I so know. funny. He the way he kept on answering her when like every time she would say something he'd be like right oh yeah 100 percent. oh of course uh-huh yeah like the way he like he like spit out words i was like dude you gotta stop you look like the guiltiest person in the world like Oh yeah. I mean, they did such a good job covering up so much of her like 
ghetto fabulous type stuff yeah. because <laughs> early on, early on, like before they went to commercial, they didn't show her nails. They didn't show like, like what she was wearing or anything. They kind of just showed her without her attitude. And I got to give credit to coming up roses for pointing this out because then they came back from commercial and it was like the attitude had like jumped into the room and you're like, Oh my God. So this is the girl that you do not want to spurn. <laughs> right. Right. And Rachel handled it so well. Mm-hmm. I, I love when she was like, oh, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, go. I've been cursing, yeah. Okay. I love when she was like, oh, and you can get the fuck out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, she and is... That's why you know she's here for, like, she was legit upset that, she, like, she probably started feeling a little bit for her for him. And then yeah. she realized, like, oh, he was wasting my time. And she got so pissed because she's like, I'm not here for bullshit. Like, it's so obvious that she's just like, look, I just do this for like six weeks and I'll find my guy. And she has no time for anything else. And that's why I really like her is she's got this like no bullshit attitude that I'm like, that's someone you, I want to see. I'm done with like all like the characters. I want like, like Nick, Nick was so horrible. And like, I mean, he's the worst. And like Ben was kind of a drag and Jojo was like, Jojo was like head in the clouds and was like all in on Jordan really early. So like Rachel, and, and yeah, exactly. The thing I like about Rachel, though, is the way the show started, when they picked The Bachelor, they didn't pick it just to fill out a show. They picked a guy who was li- like a legit like catch. They picked right. a bachelor that you're like, that everyone should want. Guy's got a lot of money. He's young. He's really good looking. Comes from a great family. It wasn't these like Nick Vials, like these guys right. that get rejected like 3,000 times and like yeah. are so annoying. They didn't just fill like, a I don't spot. Feel bad for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, The Bachelor's supposed to be about someone you want to date. And that's what Rachel is. Rachel is like, oh, that's the perfect bachelorette. She's smart. Right. She's funny. She's got a good job. She's like cool. She's athletic. Like, she's pretty. Like, it, like she checks off all the boxes of like, yes, that's The Bachelorette. So that's why I like her. Me too. Yeah. And like, oh, okay, so we need to talk about Fred. Gotta talk about Fred because right from the beginning, he kind of had this like Carlton look with the like sweater vest and everything yeah. in his in his profile picture. And it's just like, you don't really know what to expect. And then like she said this whole like bad boy thing when he was growing up and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And then she yeah. kept on talking about it and you're like, oh, dude. Dude, like, and we saw this a week ago that, like, she couldn't get over it. And you're like, hopefully she'll just let him go and it won't be anything and it'll just be fine. But then it turned into, like, a real thing when, like, he did one of the five, like, no-nos on the show. And that's, like, asking for her permission for a kiss. Like, that was, that was painful. I was like... Oh, I was like, please, no, come on, man, just, like, walk away. And then he got so excited that he was, like, the last person to kiss her. And I'm like, come on, man, like, see what's coming. And then when she said it felt like I was kissing a little boy, I'm like, that's the worst thing I have ever heard in The Bachelor, period. Like, right there. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I felt really bad. Mm -hmm. But, like, she was so, you could tell she was so not into it from the start. And, like, in her defense, like, if I thought about, if I, like went to grade school with, like, a boy that was younger than me, I would never think about them, like, in a romantic way. I don't no, think. And, like, no, it, it's, it's so difficult, especially since, like, it seemed like she didn't know him 
after grade school. Like, it just, like, that was her last memory was, like, summer camp. Yeah. It's not like she grew up with them or knew them in college or high school. It's like, no, it was just these little kids. It's like, that's that's not going to work. Especially, I mean, he was just so nice and it was really too bad to see him go down like that. I know. They'll find someone, though. Someone weird, maybe. Yeah. Well, someone pointed out, they're like, they should hook him up with, like, Ashley I or something, and they could just get upset together. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that'd be yeah. so funny. And, yeah, it's so romantic. And, yeah, exactly. That leads me perfectly, nice segue, into this yep. summer's BIP cast. I'm, I am thrilled with this cast. I think it's so good. And they're still going to add, they're still going to add a couple people, but the yeah. original, like, this already like revealing this is great so I'll, I'll go one by one and tell me what you think first one is alexis waters who was shark girl from uh nick season i i like her a lot because she's a jersey girl yeah and i kind of feel like she would be like a good friend you know what I mean? mm-hmm. yeah I yeah i appreciate her humor and i don't even know if she would she's also really young too she's only like 24 yeah um so yeah she might just be like out there breaking hearts and I'm totally in on Alexis Waters. So, I hope you find someone. So in Nick season, I was like, I think she's cool. I don't think he's going to bond with her because I just had a lot of favorites going into the season. But yeah. but for this, I think it's a perfect scenario for her because I think she's cool. I think she's funny. And I think she's going to like possibly cause some drama. And of course, like the whole Jersey yeah. aspect, like we got to root for like the home team. We got to root for the Jersey girl. Yeah, right exactly. There. So I'm this big. Is a better scene for her. Exactly. Um, the big one I'm a big fan of is Corinne, obviously Olympios. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. that's the most slam dunk pick uh, like of all time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, go I ahead. Mean, she was kind of annoying me a lot of uh, next season, but I mean she was hilarious. So like I, she she makes for her good TV, you know. Yeah, no, she does. She is excellent TV, and she'll probably bother a lot of people. And we'll, well probably have high expectations. Taylor. Yeah, and well, yeah, exactly. All right, we'll go right. Is it uh, Taylor Nolan? Is that her last name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect pick. Like, they needed yeah. to bring back a little bit of drama. I'm really hoping, yeah. I'm hoping, like, Taylor goes on with one guy and then, like, Corinne kind of scoops in. I think that'd be amazing. Oh, but, that'll definitely happen. Yeah, not Taylor sure. Taylor Klein, though, annoys me way more than Corinne does. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I forget. I can't. I can't find her last name. It just said Taylor on here, but I think it's, it's Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Um. I I totally agree. She thinks she's smarter than everybody, and she thinks she's everyone's mom, and that gets really yeah. annoying. But you need that in paradise. You need that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. They needed that. You know. Back yeah. And forth. Yeah, and it's and they're definitely gonna renew that a little bit. I think we're gonna have high expectations for Corinne to be like a crazy person, and I think. We probably won't get a lot of it, but I think anytime she interacts with Taylor, it'll just be like a bitch fit, and I think that's great. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. So the the next one is Alex Wojtkiv, uh, or I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, if you remember, he was the short guy that took oh, down Chad like last Marine, year. Right? Yeah, I mean, he, he got really annoying after like he took down Chad. It seemed like he... like really wanted to like be the alpha in a house where it's like, dude, this is not happening. Right, right. He's just kind of like blossoming. I mean, I think he's really cute. He's got like a cute face, and like some girls will probably fall for him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, was he on Paradise before, or is this his first time? No, this is his first time. Okay, so I mean, I think he'll be good for Paradise. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Take him or leave him. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be a lot better 
if they brought Chad on, but they have... Yeah, why isn't Chad on? So, my one thought was, okay, they would... They would have... For people with heart failure, tomorrow... Okay, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I uh, don't know really what happened. I guess when you play too many things on the computer, like it kind of just like commercials yeah. play out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, Chad has been like vocal about how much he's not coming on to the show and that he doesn't need Paradise. Yeah, so that kind of stinks. Is like every time he posts something on Instagram, he'll be like, people keep asking me why I'm not going on Paradise. It's like, I live Paradise every day. And it's like, damn, dude, we, we, we want you back. And I guess... I don't know. Maybe he's just maybe he's just done with the whole ABC thing. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. They didn't even ask him. Yeah, I I kind of think they they didn't ask him, but um. Yeah, like he's salty about it. Yeah. So next up is Amanda Stanton. Uh, if you remember her, she was on Ben Higgins season. She had yeah. the two kids, and yeah. she was on Paradise last year. So she's been on The Bachelor. She's been on Bachelor in Paradise, and she's coming on Bachelor in Paradise again. Yeah. Like, who's uh, exactly. They're like probably in high wow. school by now. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is, like the, this is like the beautiful time of your kids' lives when they're like little babies. Yeah, they're like o- old like, enough to like parents. old enough to like talk, but still not like they're still young. That like they're not like annoying yet or anything like that. They're still like yeah. they're learning to be kids. Yet she goes on these like six week hiatuses. I know, and like you're selling fit tea on Instagram. You're definitely being. You're definitely able to pay the bills. I don't know. I, 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 I like her a lot too. I had a huge crush on her when she was on the show and she's like, she's so sweet. She's so nice. And then she's like, she keeps on coming back and it's like, well, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when you pick Josh Murray. Yeah. I mean, who, we all saw that coming. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. He's nuts. I was like this. There's no way they end up together. The way he ate pizza. Oh my God. <laughs> or the fact that he like had like a wetsuit on. Yeah, correct. He sweats a lot, but I I'm, I can't say anything. Um, the next one, the next one is Ben Zorn. I don't know this guy, but everyone said he. Wait, I was gonna say that I don't remember him at all. So this was back on Caitlin Bristow's Briscoe season, and um, uh, I I just I don't remember him. I I yeah. like uh, someone said he was a bit of like a crazy person, so oh. maybe that can help. But I don't know anything yeah. about him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, the next is Danielle Maltby, who uh, a couple people on Twitter like started calling her Xanax eyes because she just always <laughs> seemed like she just like wasn't there. But the girls apparently loved her in the house, so I don't know. And I think she's really pretty Not too. On a Xanax or yeah, it was like she was just always just like f- like floating, basically. I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her too. She's I don't. Nerd, yeah, I don't think she's gonna be the source of any drama, but I think she's just no. gonna be like. Like, someone who's actually there trying to find a guy. Yeah. Um, genuinely find love. Yeah. So, the next, this was, a, like, a seamless transition, is Demario Jackson from this season, from Rachel's season. Yeah, I mean, that's just going to be a huge poster. Oh, man. He's going to... I don't know who he's going to fight with. I'm trying to find the other guys that are going to fight, but there are going to be guys from this season that we don't know yet that are on Bachelor in Paradise. So I'm right. I'm looking forward to whoever doesn't go far in this season. Who knows? Maybe they bring like Lee on or Blake right. or they, they could go a couple different routes. But uh, we I know that Demario is on. Yeah, I just don't know what girl in her right mind would date this guy after just watching him totally cheat on his girlfriend. On um, 
I mean, the type of girl that goes on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but he'll be he'll be the source of a lot of entertainment. They need someone like him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and not, he's really good looking too. So. And he's like super athletic. Like when he was bragging about being good at basketball, I was like, all right, whatever. And then he was like dunking and like actually playing well. I'm like, oh wow, all right, he is pretty good. Um, next, next guy is Derek Peth, also from JoJo season. Um, he was the one who like, it, he kind of looked like a poor man's Jim Halpert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He and yeah, and he just you know what he rubbed people the wrong way. I think he was the guy last year that was often like saying things about guys behind their back and then like denying it when they approached them and then it just caused a whole yeah and it's like dude dude just own up like that's the only way to go so yeah i'm looking at picture now and i remember him yeah um and the next one will and i think i think i don't know i think if he does more that shady stuff that's where demario loses his mind yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one will go to Jasmine, who was on next season. Uh, she was the cheerleader. The, the choker, the choke one. Oh, she, lo- yeah, and she cried and freaked out. She had one of the, like the best exit episodes ever, where she just, yeah. she just freaked out. Lost her mind. Yeah, and it was like late was in the, the season. Like, I know. She was the one that's like, I, you know, sometimes they just like to choke up. I'm like. Oh God! Stop, stop! It was it was unbelievable because usually when you have the person that loses it and wants to go home, that's like the second week where they're like, "I wasn't meant to be here," but this was like a month in and she was doing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, but now she's got like you see her every time she does these like they, she's been on to this show twice now. This like just as like a friend of Rachel's, so now she's like yeah. got got like her girls there and stuff. It I think she's gonna be a lot more comfortable. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So my favorite of this season by far is Christina, who was the Russian chick from Nick's season. Oh yeah, she's perfect. I I was such a big fan of her last year. She also has like a really good story, but she also is like a girl that's not taking shit from everyone. So yeah. like I she's. I honestly I did too. It was a very abrupt exit for her. Like I was doing the Bachelor uh like fantasy league with a couple of my friends and she was like my pick. She was my go-to. I had I know and like I was like all right, this is going to be great. She's going to be awesome. And like her broken English accent is awesome too. I'm a big like sucker for that. So I think she's going to I think I think it, she's going to be a lot like Danielle Maltby, where like she's there for the right reason and not like for craziness. Right. Um, next girl is Lacey Mark. She was also on Nick's season. She lasted like three weeks, so um, yeah, I don't really remember her that not time. a lot of not a lot of people do. But she made a lot of media rounds last year, so she like got to know a lot of people and she made it onto podcasts and and like shows oh, and stuff. So yeah, and she like dyed her hair brown and now it's back to blonde. So not sure what she's gonna be like, but um, we shall yeah, we shall see. Next is Saint Nick Benvenuti, who dressed up as Santa last year on JoJo oh, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he looks like a dad, right? Yeah, and un- unfortunately, he was a bit forgettable, so I really don't have any notes on him. Yeah, I got nothing for him. Yeah, and the next one is Raven Gates. Uh, Love her. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves Love Raven. Instagram. Yeah, uh, she's she's everyone's favorite. She was everyone's favorite last year. I honestly, like, going into the episode, I was like, man, I like 
all season long, everyone thought Vanessa was going to win, and like she literally changed my mind. I'm like, no, nah, I think Raven's going to win. Yeah, I really thought she was going to win, and then when Nick dumped her, were they in like Finland or something? Yeah, it was like and the worst like, place to be doing these finals. Yeah, I forget where what she said when she left, but he was like, um, he said something like, "I'll miss you," and uh, she was like, "I know you will." Or yeah, like that, and I was like, "You are my hero." Yeah, no, she is. Every girl likes her, and every guy likes her. Like that's when you yeah. know you've got a great contestant. Like she's probably going to be, yeah. she's probably going to be the most highlighted person this season. That's my prediction. Yeah, um, I know who I want her to be with. Ooh, uh, let's go through the last two guys before you say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. last two guys: Robbie Hayes, who also went really far in JoJo season. I think he finished second to yeah he did he finished second to um jordan so dang. yeah keep running into these problems on these like recorded uh episodes yeah. but um uh yeah i uh i really like robbie i think uh like at first a lot of people were like he might be gay and there was yeah, like a like- there was a big following there yeah yeah i i kind of thought you were going there not not only because like his picture was up but i was like you know what he, like everyone likes the both of them so right. i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that at all um but b- before like we go into any more predictions the last guy's Vinny who a lot of people started to like after last year's Paradise, and they're probably going to root for him, but if it doesn't go well, it's going to be, like, annoying real fast that they're, like, shoving him so much down our throats. I know. Who who was the girl that broke his heart in Paradise? Uh, I think her name was Izzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really thought they were going to be a thing. It seemed like it, and then she was just, like, it seemed like a case of like, I'm just not that into you because she was like, I like you more than most of the guys here. But then the moment someone else came knocking in, she was like, well, I'm obviously not that into you. Like, and, and like, I know that hurts to hear, but like, he just had to realize like, dude, like if she's just willing to like walk away right now, just for the thought of another guy, like obviously she's obviously it's not thinking about it, you know, like it's not working. But, but I, I think so far this cast is great. Um, they like, they don't really need many more like troublemakers or anything. Uh, I think the girls they have are great. Uh, I think they need a little bit more, I don't know. They they could use like a couple guys from this season of the bachelorette. Yeah. They gotta get rid of St. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know how all this yeah, Ben Zorn, I don't really know much about him. He could be a, a wild card, but it, right right now the ones that stick out are Robbie, Demario. I think Vinny will be in our face a lot, even though like we won't want that maybe. Right. Um, but like there's no Jared this year, you know, there's no Nick, there's no like a lot of like really familiar faces. It's just like guys that were just like just guys, you know. So we'll right, see. Maybe, right. maybe Derek will. Will I don't know. Eh, I I'm still I'm still hoping for this crop from the Bachelorette to kind of like move the needle. I guess. Me too, because I'm definitely more pumped about the girls than I am the guys. True, absolutely. So awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate having you. No problem. All right. 
and I'll be talking to you. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Don't stay All right. Well, that interview with Sarah Swennerton uh, for Burning Roses, that was one of the best interviews we've had. That was really great. Um, a little bit longer than planned, but I mean, this 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 is my jam. This is the Bachelor Nation. So got to love it. Got to give it up. So uh, be sure to tune in to The Bachelorette next Monday at 8. Uh, if you want to follow along with what we're talking about. And there's going to be a lot of Bachelor in Paradise talk going forward, too, as we learn more about this cast. Uh, be sure to check that out when that comes out in August. I don't think a release date has come up yet. But uh, moving along, uh, we're going to go on to my top five of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about the reusable memes. Uh, you know, 2017 is all about what memes you see on TV and not TV, fuck, uh, on Instagram and Twitter and all that. Uh, but my top five is a pretty clear top five right now. Um, number five is the guess I'll die, old man. Anytime you're kind of talking about something that's like, oh, oh, I guess, okay. And, you know, like surprise me a little bit and you drop the guess I'll die, old man. I think that's my number five. Number four is anything that's the like come over, uh, no, I can't. And then it's like my parents are gone. And then it shows like a guy running. Those can be really funny. There, there are a lot of pretty funny ones with there. Like they had a, like a dinosaur one about like meteors and stuff like that. They, uh, you know, I know explaining memes over. I'm now realizing just how stupid it is to explain memes on a podcast. <laughs> My number three is Salt Bay, um, which that's just always fun to use and sprinkle into anything, and also very topical. The 2017 Salt Bay, you know, that's a new one. Uh, <laughs> number three is the, and it's gone from South Park, which that's always, uh, you know, anytime, you know, like it's a sports one, I guess. Cause you have like, Oh, the Cavaliers led for four seconds and it's gone. I, I, I love that one. That's a good one. But my top one is definitely the crack open of cold ones. That one's pretty new right now. It was like, I don't know. I saw someone talked about like it was the meme of May, and I I gotta agree with it. I think it's so much fun. It's so stupid and so simple, but it's a lot of fun for me. I think the cracking open a cold one meme is my favorite. Uh, moving on, we got uh, our little news update. I'm gonna drop a little news updates on you this year. I'm um, gonna start doing that with this week in the news. Jerry Seinfeld, not a fan of Kesha. If you saw, Jerry Seinfeld was doing an interview on a red carpet event. I don't even know what it was for. And uh, Kesha goes up, says that she's a big fan. And Jerry's like, oh, hey, thanks. And she's like, can I have a hug? And he's like, no, I'm okay. He's like, oh, please. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, a little one? He's like, no, I'm good. He had no idea who she was. And he gave her the biggest cold shoulder in, like, red carpet history, in, like, music history. It was hilarious and i mean i've always liked seinfeld but this was like this really put me over the top for jerry seinfeld this was a hall of fame move just because like and i don't even you know i i actually like you know you ask my friends i listened to way too much kesha in college so like i'm not gonna act like i don't like kesha i i just don't like she's i'm indifferent on her but that was like an all-time move on seinfeld's part that was 
That was wild stuff. <laughs> he just dissed the shit out of her. Um, want to give a special shout out this week. Uh, I have had a lot of people commenting. This is my seventh episode. I've had people commenting, people listening, uh, you know, retweeting and all that. So a couple specific shout outs, uh, give up to, uh, Mr. Scotto, who's been helping me out with, uh, you know, kind of pointing me in the right directions, Mike Scotto, uh, Mrs. Heine, Kathy Heine, one of the few commenters on the, on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate that. My guests, Sarah Swenerton, Kyle McKenna, Zach Flaherty, uh, my artist, Derek Brainy, uh, my, my former co-host, Owen Stewart, that I'm going to bring him back soon. Uh, future guests like uh, Billy Vegas and uh, John Quinn and Ryan Cunningham and Joe Rapola going to have a lot of future guests on that are going to be great too, whether they're learning it for the first time right now or whatnot. But this is really great. Um, didn't get to hear back from Chris Harrison. I, I tried to contact him, but he seemed pretty busy. So didn't get Chris Harrison to uh, to come on just yet. But we're working on that one. We'll uh, we'll eventually have Chris uh, Chris Harrison on. Maybe we'll start like a movement to get him going. Um, one more thing. We'll do a one-minute movie review before I let you go. Uh, this movie review is A Few Good Men because I didn't watch a new movie this week. So anytime I don't watch a new movie, I just go to the well of a movie that I think is amazing. So here we go. All right. So A Few Good Men, which is about two Marines who were basically not accused, but like kind of caught in, you know, red handed doing a, uh, a crime that we weren't really fully understanding what it was just yet. And it was all about being like a code red. Um, it is a great movie. It's all about like what is, you know, honor, what is code for the Marines. It's really fun stuff. Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, uh, Demi Moore, Kevin Pollack, who's really like an underrated actor. And then they have like, you know, even smaller like roles for Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Kiefer Sutherland. It's a great cast, really intense movie. One of my favorite, um, I don't know how you, how you categorize it. Like, uh, it's not like a war movie because it happens stateside and there's no like fighting or anything, but, and it's not like a mystery, but it's, I guess like a, a maritime movie or something along the lines of like, you know, you know, men of honor. And, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, the war movies, but it's, it's something special. It's a really great movie. So I give it a 10.0. Um, <laughs> I know I didn't really categorize that well or, define it but that's uh you know it's it's kind of like in, in a league of its own of movies so it's not really to be categorized or anything like that but it's a good one you should check it out and that's the thing about tom cruise you know a lot of people don't like tom cruise for his like off-screen antics you know when he goes on oprah or the fact that he's like you know and any there's like jumping on the couches or his scientology and stuff like that but like every time the guy's in a movie it's a must-see he just puts out these blockbuster hits that like I gotta see every time. Like every movie, I'm like, oh, that was really good. So this is another example. He's been doing good movies in the '80s, the '90s, the 2000s, and this decade. So pretty pretty cool that he's just like been killing it for four straight decades, like literally killing it. And he'll he'll still have hits in the 2020s. You know, he's got the Mummy coming out in like a week. Maybe that's out this week. I don't know, but. 
he, you know, Tom Cruise, underrated actor. Give it up for him. So, anyway, that's our show. Had a lot of fun this week. Uh, thank you to Sarah Swinerton again for coming on. Uh, be sure to talk more Bachelorette and Bachelor Nation going forward. But for now, thank you. Everyone, have a good weekend.